Welcome everybody, Karibuni, Bienvenue. I hope that is the correct way of saying. We are happy and once again to have this conversation today. We are on episode 30 and it is very exciting for me and uh, Lois will tell us whether she's excited. Lois, are you excited? Absolutely, absolutely. We've hit episode 30 and it's just been amazing. And we're really grateful to everyone who's been listening, everyone who's been plugging in, our coach, Danielle, who've been having a conversation in this series. I'm really excited, Shada. Yes, I am. I'm so happy. Thank you for all of you who've been sharing, who've also been reaching out, sending some comments, telling us what you feel and what you're learning. It's very nice um, getting to hear from you. And if this is your very first time to join us, welcome to the Go Forth podcast with Sheba and Miss Lois. And this is where we have authentic conversations around our minds, our hearts, and our souls. And if still your very first time we have a lot for you as we said as we said it's 30 episodes so it means you can tune in anywhere just pick one episode and run with it and run with it so for those of us who've been joining us we have been on a series called the entrepreneurship series the entrepreneurship journey and this is the very first time we've been recording it remotely as in each and every one of us is in a completely different location and it's been an interesting journey we are learning a lot we will be working on the tech as we go by but what's most important is what we have for you and today's episode is titled can everyone be an entrepreneur so if you joined us in the last episode you probably had all our queries i remember first episode i was sharing how actually it's lois who was sharing how she felt um so many times am i really an entrepreneur you know i'm not making all the big bucks i'm making a couple of mistakes can i really be is that the right title and coach daniel was sharing with us it's not about the title call yourself anything but you know do the work so (laughs) according to you lois what what are your thoughts what should people know about being an entrepreneur and according to you can everyone be one well 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 um (laughs) so my answer is gonna be yes and no (laughs) and hear me out um yes everyone can be an entrepreneur and uh i'm gonna say yes following uh what daniela taught us last time that you know as long as you're in the business of finding solutions or creating a product or a service uh, for others, then technically we can all be. But I want to say still no, because for me, I still think that whereas we can all have the opportunity to create um, and develop products and services and solutions, it also takes certain skill sets to be able to um, then again, if you if you remember conversations, move from being a job holder to a job owner to a business owner, uh, and so it requires certain skill sets. And not everyone has those skill sets. Yes, I acknowledge that they can be learned, but I also don't think everyone has them. So that's why I say no. 
uh, that not everyone can be, you know, because like we said, it takes resilience. Uh, it takes you to be able to learn how to do the math, the pricing and things like those. And, you know, not everyone can be able to do that. So what are the things that I think every anyone who wants to become an entrepreneur needs to know or, you know, um, I think for me, number one is just what I've said, that entrepreneurship is not a journey for everyone. Um, and so don't become one because you think it's the thing that you must be doing. I think it's important for us to give ourselves permission to be uh, entrepreneurs of other people, not introduce a new concept, you know? <laughs> like me working in an organization, if I can look at my job beyond being an employee of that organization and see myself as providing solutions or creating products and services uh, and see the bigger part that I play, then in that small essence, I can be someone else's entrepreneur, you know? Um, so I think for me, number one is that it's not for everyone. Um, and so if you've not been feeling it, uh, or if you never felt like it was your path, it's okay. Don't struggle to be it if you're not it. I think the other thing is that uh, entrepreneurship, and you know, this has been said over and over, is a lonely journey, but I like to say it's both an emotional, mental, and spiritual journey. And it's usually a very difficult one. It's a journey of isolation. It's a journey of loneliness. So anyone who wants to get into that space, they need to prepare. They need to prepare. They need to be ready for moments of isolation. They need to be ready for moments when things are really going to be thick. And like I said, mentally, spiritually, so and emotionally, you need to, then takes me to the third thing. You need to build capacity for yourself and you need to, get structures that will support your entrepreneurship journey. So if you're getting into entrepreneurship, build capacity for yourself, get in the system, get the people, the resources. Resources are both people resources, but also system resources. So like, for example, things to do with tax are things that anyone who's getting into the entrepreneurship journey needs to start figuring out. So either figure them out yourself or get someone who will figure them out for you. Uh, figure out pricing, figure out marketing, you know, and if you can't figure it by yourself, then get a resource to help you figure that out. And then uh, I think the last one for me is if you're getting into the entrepreneurship journey, uh, two things I will say simultaneously is number one, uh, give yourself time to learn and test what your consumers want. Um, in other spaces, when we talk about theory of change, uh, one of the things that we keep saying is that you must be agile enough. So when you're producing, don't get into the space with my solution is the best and this is going to be it. You know, be willing to pilot test, be willing to gather feedback from your clients, be willing to experiment, be willing to go back to the table and, you know, change your spec if it's a product or change your service offerings. So be willing to test, to learn and be agile. And, and that, of course, comes with your willingness to gather feedback. But also, and I hope it doesn't sound like a contrast, even with that, have clarity on your niche market. Because I think that's also 
very, very important. Uh, there's this quote that, you know, um, keeps, it's something that I really like that keeps saying, just because someone can't afford you doesn't mean you're expensive. You know, uh, just because someone that can't afford you also doesn't mean that your product or your service is for them. You know, if they don't want to buy, it doesn't mean that they are your client. So it's also important to have clarity as an entrepreneur on what your niche market is going to be and what your product or service offering is going to be. So for me, I would say, Sheba, those are the things that I think uh, just from my learnings and experiences are the things that anyone getting or, or looking forward to becoming an entrepreneur needs to have in mind or think about. Yeah, I love it. I, I really like how you introduced the concept or just reminded us about entrepreneurship, Lois, um, because, you know, that brings a lot of clarity and helps people to also understand that, you, you, you know, even if you're not running your own business, you can go and actually apply entrepreneurship skills in someone else's business and thrive and lead to success. Um, and, and that's something I, I believe in as well. I also like how you say, don't struggle to be it if you're not it. Lois, if that is not your quote, please, um, that's an amazing <laughs> If it's your quote, please, you know, make sure you, you, you share with all of us in case, uh, even on, online, it's a beautiful one. Don't struggle to be that that you're not or that 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 you do not believe in. It, it's amazing. And I also um, completely relate to that spiritual, emotional, and mental aspect that comes with this entrepreneurship journey. Danielle, can everyone be one? And what should people know if they're thinking about actively being on this journey? Amazing. Thank you again for having me on this final episode of this series. Um, so no, not everyone can be an entrepreneur. I think this is one of the biggest myths that's out there at the moment is that we can all just quit our nine to five and we can just do it on our own. Um, so here's why. I think there's four reasons why we can't all be entrepreneurs. The first is some people are really just better suited in employment with a boss. It's that simple. You know, some people thrive in an environment where they're just told this is what you have to do. This is when you need it to, to do it by. And when they clock out at the end of the day, they can just put all of that stuff aside and not have to think about it. Um, you know, even us as entrepreneurs, I think we remember fondly some parts of employment of, you know, just not having to worry about things 24 seven on the weekends, being able to take holidays, being given benefits. You know, if you get sick, you can take a day off. Those are all things that you lose out on the luxury of, of when you start your own business, especially in the beginning. You know, you may get to the point in the future, hopefully that you can take a bit of a step back, but in the beginning, you are putting a lot of time and effort into building something and you're not guaranteed that it's going to work. The second reason I think that we can't all be entrepreneurs is because there's more to entrepreneurship than just your idea. Ultimately, you need to be able to execute on that. And, you know, I will tell everybody that you don't need business skills to be successful as a business owner, but you do need to build those skills. As we spoke about in previous episodes, you do need to be resourceful. If you don't know how to do something, you either need to learn how to do it or you need to find someone who can help you with that. And the five most essential skills within entrepreneurship are relationship management, which basically means that you know how to 
build relationships with potential customers. You know how to maintain those relationships so that they come back and refer you to other people. Um, so it's customer relationship, but it's also relationship management internally with your with your team, externally with your suppliers and your partners. You need to know how to deal with people. The second skill that's super important, as Lois touched on earlier, is marketing. People need to know that you exist. You know, you can't just have this idea and hope that the world finds you. You need to get your business out there. You need to get your product and service out there and build up that that um, that visibility of what you're selling. That leads on to the third skill that you need to have, which is the ability to sell, right? You need to know how to convert strangers into paying customers, whether you're selling a product or a service. So selling is, there's there's a lot to it. You know, you have to be able to be confident to talk about what you do. You need to be able to, you know, gently persuade your customer that they need what you're offering and that they that, and that you can solve a problem for them. So selling is a super important skill that I see a lot of people not get right and they lose out a lot on a lot of business because of it. The fourth skill is finance, as we touched about, we talked about a lot in the last episode. Um, your money matters are important. You need to know exactly how much it costs to run your business, how much it costs to pay yourself. You need to know how much you need to sell in order to cover all of your costs. And you need to be able to pay your taxes and be compliant with all things that are, you know, KRA related or whatever tax authority exists in your jurisdiction. You know, we have to remember that the government is a 30% shareholder in all of our businesses. You know, they take 30% of everything that we make. So we have to make sure that they're happy. And then the final skill that you really need is the one of being strategic. You need to be able to see how am I going to get to exactly where I want to go? What is the path that I need to take and, and what, you know, what support or resources do I need to get there? So those are the five areas that you really need to have skills in. And as we touched on before, if you don't have that, then you need to you need to find someone that can help you in those things. Um, the third reason I think that we can't all be entrepreneurs is because passion really isn't enough to build a successful business and neither is skill, right? So let's say that you work at, um, um, I don't know, let's say that you work at a graphic design studio, right? And you're working for somebody else and you've honed your skills over these years and you say, okay, I am really good at this and I know that I am so good that I can do this on my own. Why do I have to work for somebody else anymore? So you become passionate about this idea of creating your own graphic design studio, thinking that the graphic design is just one part of it. That's the delivery of your skill, but there's so much more to run a successful business. You need to have something to offer to your clients, you know, so maybe in this case it's a service and you understand how to package it and how to appeal to customers. You also need to have processes in place. You need to be able to run your business, to manage your business, to understand how all of the pieces fit together so that your customers have a smooth experience from start to finish. And then, you know, you also have to have people, right? So even if you're starting out on your own, the initial people that you have might just be consultants or part-timers that are there with you to help with certain things. But ultimately, as you grow, you're going to have to bring more people on board. And then managing people is a skill set all on its own. So when I say your passion isn't enough and, and your skill isn't enough, you have to remember that there's a lot more to run a business than just those things, right? You Again, you have to be able to find the customers. You have to be able to sell to the customers. You have to then be able to deliver to the customers and then make money in the process, right? Um, I think another reason why it's a myth, and, and Lois touched on this also, is it really takes a lot of resilience, right? You need to be ready to ride out the highs and the lows. 
And there are going to be so many highs and lows. And growth is never going to be linear, right? So you're going to think that um, that everything is going great, and then all of a sudden, one day, it hits you that everything like falls to the floor again, as we've talked about in the past, like kind of restarting from scratch and having to rethink everything. So remember that there are going to be these highs and lows, and sometimes they really suck. You know, your friends might not understand, your family might not understand, your previous peer group, and maybe if you were employed and you have peers that were in the same industry. They might not understand because they're not running that business. So you have to be resilient and you have to be able to ride out some of it on your own because there won't always be people there to support you. That said, though, you have to also be willing to maybe build new networks of people who can support you that understand a little bit more what that journey is like. And then the final reason why I think that we can't all be entrepreneurs is because, um, you know, you, you, you. some people are going to suffer so badly from imposter syndrome that they're never going to get started, right? They're going to tell themselves, I can't do this. They'll think negatively. Anytime that there is that low point, they'll question themselves. They'll throw in the towel. They'll change up the whole business model and they won't give themselves like the time and the focus that it takes to actually get business off the ground, you know, and imposter syndrome. So for those who are listening, who haven't heard the term before, imposter syndrome is when you think that you can't do something, even though all of the evidence that other people see would point to the to the contrary, right? You have the skills that you need, you have the ability that you need, you have the attitude that you need to learn those other things. And despite having the achievements, you constantly tell yourself, no, I can't do that. So no matter how great your idea is or how passionate you might be, if you are a person that's sitting with a negative mindset, entrepreneurship is probably gonna be a very, very difficult journey for you. So yeah, I think in summary, my answer is still a resounding no, that it's not it's not for everybody. We're not all cut up, cut out for it. Um, but sometimes you never know until you actually give it a try. Uh, give it a try. Yeah, I like, I like how you broken it down and even how you ended. I totally relate to that. How you said you suffer so badly from imposter syndrome. It's a it's a disease that can cause you not to do anything, not to launch. And, and um, that's a really good point. And I like how you talked about grit and the importance of being a resilient individual. Especially, you know, you can imagine during such times as this, when there, there's a pandemic, where there's a lot of uncertainty, you know, entrepreneurs, um, those who are real entrepreneurs are having to actively think and, 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 and survive and figure out how is their business going to make it or what do they need to do. Um, I really like the point that you've shared and even the key skills that, that um, entrepreneurs need. And my question to you is, I don't know if you mentioned that, you talked about relationship management, marketing, ability to sell. So what if I, can, what if I have three out of five? I I mean, that's a great start. That's, you know, that's, that's the majority. But what you then have to do is focus on the areas that you know that you're weak at, right? And, and my advice to someone who's just starting a business is going to be slightly different to my advice to someone who is a little bit further along because in the beginning you don't always know what you're not good at right you might you might think you're not good at something and it's only because you haven't been thinking about it properly so i would recommend and we talked about this before it's about attitude and not and not necessarily ability so for example if you're not great at finance you just need to find someone who can teach it in a better way to you who can simplify that process you know and not make it so jargony and complicated and and over your head um 
you know, and I think that the ones that you don't have, you, you need to try to give it a chance to learn again. And if you still find that you definitely can't master that thing, then you need to have someone help you because those are the fundamental skills that are needed for the business to run effectively. So if you can't do it, someone has to do it for you. Otherwise, you're just going to grow very, very, very slowly mm-hmm. or run into or run into challenges, like if it's the finance stuff. That's so true. That's so true. I, I agree with that. And, and for me, you know, I also agree, not everyone needs to be an entrepreneur or not everyone is an entrepreneur. For me, I, I, in fact, I see an entrepreneurship or not even entrepreneurship, but an entrepreneur as a whole different being. This is someone who has decided to commit to a really tough journey um knowingly from the beginning till the end you know um this is someone who is saying despite uh, my wonderful ideas i might just fail next week or next year <laughs> i don't even know how things are gonna go but i'm willing to give it a try that is not an, just any other person and a couple of things um i would like to remind you or to share with you if you're actively on this journey or thinking about getting on board I say, you know, your values, always make sure your values are aligned to your business. They are very vital in your journey. Um, and, and, and this, I give an example, you know, for me, I do not <laughs> like corruption. I do not like being in a situation where I'm being told, you know what, um, so that I can give you X kind of shillings or US dollars worth of a business, then you have to give me this type of a cut. It's very difficult for me. And I remember having to reject a job in 20, that was 2018 because I realized that it was going to compromise to my value. And as an entrepreneur, so many things are going to come at you, good things, even things that are negative, but you know, look good. Yeah, um, I'd really like to encourage you to make sure that you know what your values are, know what you stand for as an individual, as someone who runs a business. It is critical for you to even be able to say what values will my business stand by. And as you run the business every day, every year, ask yourself, are we still aligned to our values, you know? Um, or are we having to, you know, um, to compromise on certain aspects um, and you know compromise may end up causing you as, as, as Lois was saying you see it's an emotional journey it's a mental journey it's a spiritual journey so if you're not aligned in this way you may end up really suffering in your time and I can also I have to also add trust your instincts you know your instincts are going to be one of your uh, support compasses or you know navigation tools in this journey i really encourage you, you know sometimes you feel this is not the right person to work with this is not the right way to to do or to run this project trust it you'd rather even just take a moment or say you know i'll get back to you tomorrow or let me take some time and think about it uh, don't don't just act because action needs to be done but if you feel something Cast that feeling and research a little bit about it. And finally, from my own experience, I have learned it the hard way. Stay on top of your money matters. You know, mm-hmm. I, I 
always used to tell myself, you know, I did finance, so I'm going to do finance in my business. Lo and behold, I am still <laughs> nursing some financial mistakes, you know. I'm still nursing uh, some financial mistakes that I have done with my, bu- my business in the past. And I have to tell you, even if you're starting and you're thinking, ah, oh, you know, it's just a new business, please have a look at how your revenues are performing from the get-go. Please understand how your expenses are from the get-go, from your utilities, even if you're just one person. It's good for you to keep that record of your expenses and it will just help you to see how you're doing even when it comes to the revenues that you're bringing on board. Um, It's okay for you to be able to see whether you're making a profit or a loss. That knowledge enables you to make a decision. So don't just say that is for grown-up businesses. You know, you need to be able to be on top of your um, of your of your finances for you to be okay and for you to uh, grow your business. And if you cannot do your it yourself, as I learned a couple of years later, get someone to help. Sometimes it's all about opportunity cost. Sometimes it's worth it to pay someone to support you. And finally, as an entrepreneur, please collaborate. You will not do everything on your own. Some things you can do very well, but you know, you need to ask yourself what's important, what's urgent, what should I focus on, what should I prioritize? See who are the best people to work with, vet them properly and work as hard as you can to implement and also build your skills. Um, yeah, that's it for me. What Any other thoughts, Danielle, from a point of insight? from our lovely coach. Um, I I think we've covered off everything. I think that the only thing I wanna leave people with, actually there's two things. So for those people who are just starting out in business or who are thinking about making that leap, really consider all of the things that we shared today in terms of do I really think I have what it takes, not just from a skill point of view, but also from that personality perspective. You know, do you wanna be stressing out every month for the next six to 12 months, wondering, you know, is this gonna work? Is my is my next customer about to walk through the door? Do you have that resilience within you? And it's okay if the answer is no, you know, it's, it's okay to stay in employment and to take a paycheck or to look for another job if you're not happy in what you're doing, or even to stay in employment for some time and build up more experience and start saving some money and then make a leap into entrepreneurship at a later date. You know, these are all possibilities. You can always change your mind later. You don't, the decision that you make today isn't the one that's always going to be set in stone. So don't be afraid to change your mind. So if you do decide to make that leap, I would um, just say, you know, really think about what is your idea? Who is your target market going to be? Because you can't be in business for everybody. What exactly do you want to sell to those people, right? So really think down, don't try to sell everything. Don't try to say, I could do that and I can do that and I can say yes to that opportunity because ultimately you'll end up doing a poor job if you're really not very good at the thing that you're saying yes to and you'll end up giving your customer a bad experience. So hone in on what you want your product or your service to be and make sure that it's something that makes sense, that it fits the need that your market has, right? Um, Work out your pricing as we've spoken about before. Make sure that you're pricing from a perspective that isn't just from emotion. So you're not just saying, 
oh, I, I think that the market can afford this or I think that I am worth this much because pricing is about so much more than just a number. We wrap up so much belief in it and um, so much worthiness in it and so much of our, our past in it as we've spoken about during last, last week's money episode. Um, so really try to look at pricing from a, a very logical point of view by understanding what your expenses are and how much you actually need to sell in order to run the business, right? And then finally, you'll have to work out your process. How is it that you're going to get your your product or your service from what you have to your customer, right? So what is your, what is, um, how do you get people to find out about you? So what does your marketing look like? What does your sales process look like? What happens once somebody buys from you? What process do they then follow? Because the sooner that you can put a process in place for your business, the easier it's going to be for you to eventually own a business and not just have a job, right? Because you're not just trying to employ yourself. You're trying to have a business that ultimately brings in money and that you can take time out from and take a holiday and that it can eventually run without you. So the earlier that you start thinking about processes, the better, because then you can just start doing everything the exact same way and your customers start to expect a really consistent experience from you. So that's the advice I want to give to people that are just starting out. Now, I know that some people who are listening are probably in this game for a while now. We're seasoned entrepreneurs and perhaps we feel like things are struggling and we're not doing as well as we could. What I would say is to go back to those same things that I just mentioned to the early stage entrepreneurs. Because what tends to happen is that the more that we get on in business, the more that we think that we're just doing everything right and that we might as well just continue doing things the way that we're doing them because they're working okay, right? But working okay is not good enough. You want your business to get better. You want it to continue to grow. So go back to the basics. Ask yourself, am I still fitting the need of my target market? Do I know who my target market is? Am I being really clear in my marketing so that the people that I know who I want to help are the ones that can, you know, that are, they can find me, right? And then the things that you're offering to them, is that the right solution to the problems that they have? Review your pricing and see if you're charging the right prices or if it's time for an increase. Maybe you've been charging the same thing for years and it's time to bring up your prices. Yes, even in the middle of a pandemic, it's okay to bring up your prices because what has happened sometimes is that when we price our stuff too low, we devalue ourselves. Our clients think, oh, it's not worth it for me to invest in this person or in this business because look at how cheap their products or services is. How great can it be if it's only, you know, 5,000 shillings? So think about what your prices look like. And again, go back and review your processes. Think about where you can start to streamline your business. Where can you put systems in place to automate some of your activities? Um, one of the ways that I did this last year in my business, and it made such a big difference, is I started tracking all of my time. So literally every single time I would start something, let's say maybe it was something that was strategic related and that would maybe be social media strategy. I would hit the timer and I would start the timer and as soon as I was done with that task, I would stop it. If I were doing finances, I would mark down that I was doing finances and time it from start to finish. And so what that allowed me to do was see what am I actually spending my time on and how much time am I spending in those different things. What it made me see was that I was spending a lot of time on things that either another person could do for me. So for example, my virtual assistant could do for me, or I could invest in software to do for me 
automatically, right? So invoicing, you can have software that does it for you. You don't need to spend loads and loads of time doing invoices and chasing up on payments. You can use things that will make your life more efficient to make your business more efficient. So when you're further along in business, start investing in that stuff. Start making that a priority so that you can get to that next stage and so that you can grow. Um, you also want to consider what other support you can bring in. You know, you want to be spending the majority of your time in money-making activities. So that should be things like business development, whether that be bringing on new products and services or new clients. And it should be getting in front of those customers, whether that's in service delivery or actually getting your product out there by, you know, talking to people. That's where you should be spending the majority of your time to get, you know, to get more business, to get you to grow. So start investing in other people that can take other things off of your plate. Because when you're growing in your business, at, at some point you can't do everything anymore. You have to get people to support you and they should be doing the things that either one, you are not very good at, or two, you might be really great at, but someone else can just do it for you, right? And you can be again, sell, selling stuff or doing business development rather than doing admin like setting up zoom links or calendar invites get someone else to do that stuff so really start to critically look at your business and like in a new perspective of saying okay maybe i've done it this way all this time and it's working okay-ish but let me step up my game let me start to look at it from a different perspective and see what i can do better so those are my parting words for uh for those who are either thinking of being entrepreneurs or who are currently entrepreneurs um yeah over back to you ladies so something else I'd like to add, ladies, um, and it's really, really interesting that we've been able to bring our experiences together and Danielle touched about it. When you talked about personality, um, and if you remember at the first episode in the series, I started by saying how, you know, I'd been struggling and trying to fit in and figure out whether I really am an entrepreneur or not. And um, one of the things that for me set me free is I had a conversation, I had a conversation with someone and they gave me clarity and I realized that it is, I am an investor, I'm more of an investor than I am an entrepreneur. And the difference for me was the fact that, yes, I'm creative, yes, I'm solution-oriented, yes, I'm able to develop products and services and I'm really good at turning those out, you know, and setting systems but when it comes to making money, when it comes to making money, my personality, how I am wired, just in terms of my personality, even in terms of my preferences, you will find that very visionary, um, but also serious struggles with anxiety. And so for me, running a business was such a challenge because of my anxiety issues. Yet it is easier and it was easier and it has always been easier for me to give out money to be invested in a business rather than me being involved in the day-to-day -day running of a business. So I just wanted to add that because when you talked about personalities, you know, and I just wanted to share my own example of getting the freedom to understand my personality and how it works for me and in what areas that it wouldn't work for when it comes to matters of entrepreneurship. So just thought to highlight that to you guys so that as we continue this journey of setting ourselves free and also thriving, you know, I, I'm a believer that we thrive when we've been able to align who we are, what we are good at, 
it's spaces that you know will nurture that so i just thought to add that uh in terms of entrepreneurship yeah so back to you sheba um my thoughts there i really like that point because you know it's about really getting real yeah being honest and noise for you like how you've explained it for you to have gotten that clarity you had to experience it you had to yeah. practice you know you had to practice and then realize okay this is what i'm really good at and this i'm not good at um and, and even now even as you continue with your business because i know you're still running adira which i hope you're going to tell us shortly about it because i know classes are starting um now you are asking yourself or you're thinking about how do you get the right support or the right people to work with to support you in the areas that you're not strong at so coach any thoughts on loise's insight on that investor um and entrepreneurship um outlook that she just shared. Yeah, so there's an old book which is called The E-Myth Revisited and I've actually just started listening to it again recently because it has some gems in there even though it's super old. And what he talks about the author is that entrepreneurs are the ones that usually come up with the ideas but they're really poor at executing on them. They want to just come up with an idea and have a team around them that can do it for them. But every time they come up with a new idea, they end up going off on a different tangent, which also makes it very difficult to run a business because an entrepreneur is constantly generating new ideas and they can't kind of stay still. So as an entrepreneur, you also have to have like a manager hat that you put on, someone who operates and can run the business and who can kind of keep the entrepreneur side at bay a little bit to actually get money in the door. Like, you know, as Lois was saying to to make the money, to go out and get the clients to do the work that's required in order to get the job done. And then finally he says that there is a technician. So this is the doer, the person that's actually delivering the work, whether that's the person that's building the the website or the person that's doing the graphic designing or the person that's doing coaching services or the person that's selling bags and and hats, whatever it is that your business is. So you have to have these three components in order to have a business. And it's very rare that every single individual will be able to balance these three different components. In which case, as Lois has done, you need to invest in others that can do that for you. So whether you want to call yourself an entrepreneur or you want to call yourself a manager or you want to call yourself an investor, ultimately the story is the same. If you know that you're poor at some particular skill that's required to run a business, you need to get someone else to do that for you. and that could be the whole thing you know it could be that you just pump money into something and there's someone else making all of the decisions there's someone else that's managing everything you know it doesn't have to be you at all you could just be an investor and say here's the money go off and do something with it yeah like getting management getting management yeah. getting them um do the work fantastic it has been amazing thank you so much coach daniel for all this insight and you know for those people who are wondering how can we reach out how can we get your services where do we find you amazing so you can find me on instagram at underscore step and stone s-t-e-p-a-n-d-s-t-o-n-e And through my Instagram, you can also then sign up to my newsletter where you can get resources every week to help you get focused, get confident and get customers. Um, you can also go directly to my website, which is www.stephannstone.com. 
Um, in terms of services, I run a 10-week business accelerator program, which is called Simplicity. Our next cohort will be kicking off at the beginning of June. So if you get onto my, um, onto my newsletter, you can hear when the doors um, open up in May for registration. And Simplicity is really designed to get you focused, get you confident, and get you customers, but in a simple way. You know, I really try to make business easy for people and to help people understand that these skills don't need to be complicated. So over our 10 weeks together, we cover six different modules. Um, the first one is being authentic, so you can build a business that fulfills you. The second is around getting clear on your customer, so you know where and how to find them. The third around refining your offering, so you actually have something that your customers really want to buy. The fourth module is on mastering your money, so you price properly and make a living. The fifth is on owning your story, so you communicate with confidence and ease about your business. And the final module is around attracting your fans, so you can nurture relationships and make sales. In addition to those six modules, you also get office hours with me and with your peer group. It's a group program. Um, and that's where you get my eyes into your business, on your business. I will give you feedback. I will tell you how to improve things. I will even you know, edit your copy for your sales pages during some of the modules. So you get all of my expert support during those 10 weeks as well. So if you're interested in learning more, again, you can grab all of that information on my website or through my Instagram bio. There's links on there for the Simplicity waitlist as well. I love it. I love it. So you see, when you come to go for Shaba and Miss Lois, you also get to meet amazing people. What a comprehensive program. And I can vouch and I can vouch for Coach Daniel and just say her programs work. I met her when I did a a coach in my life to help me figure out go forth. And you know, Daniel, you're doing amazing. I'm seeing all the amazing um clients you're helping on instagram and may the business keep growing and if you need an entrepreneurship coach in your life there you go and for the intrapreneurs in the house the entrepreneurs and leaders in the house coach also has something for us it's a time we can build as much skills as we can so Lois, tell us about the next uh, what you're planning for adira <laughs> yes so like we always say we at GoFund we say our objective is to help you live share and thrive and then at Adira we give you the skills the knowledge and the tools to actually do that and we're very practical so next month uh, which is May we resume our classes and so we have the Adira Women's Network program starting on the 6th of May we have the Adira Men's Program uh, starting as well on the 4th of May. And these two uh, holistic programs that are going to help you discover yourself, refine who you are, give you practical tools to grow your career. And we also discuss all things life. So both programs are modular based for the men and the women. Uh, we're gonna have online classes two hours a week for 10 good weeks as well. Um, and in there, just like Danielle mentioned, you have the opportunity to learn with your peers. You also have the opportunity to learn from a team of facilitators. We talk about money, we talk about relationships, career, business, uh, mistakes that women make, mistakes that men make, identity, you know, and even just taking care of yourself. So www.adira.life on Instagram, Adira underscore life on Facebook, we are Adira. 
to just plug in, sign up for your registration and uh, join this amazing community. And if, by the way, after the 10 weeks, then you get into the alumni where we continue sharing with you resources for free and opportunities to just engage and learn. And um, that's what we are up at Adira. Here at GoForth, we're calling it a wrap now. Uh, coming to the end of season two, 30 episodes later, and we're really, really grateful for everyone who stuck it out with us. For all our listeners across the, gro- the globe, it's been really fantastic. We'll be taking a break. Uh, Sheba, we're going for a break to do what? Wow, you see, when um, I was listening to Coach Danielle, she, she, I, I wrote all the key skills we need to be developing in the next couple of weeks for Go Forth to continue going forth. And so, in the next, um, over the next seven weeks, we will be um, really getting to break down the various episodes that we've had share with you the key nuggets on our social media so that you're able to internalize everything that we've talked about because there's a lot of gold in what we've been discussing we will also be strategizing coach states be strategic uh-huh. mm-hmm. we'll now also be strategizing on how to take the podcast even to better heights in terms of how can we monetize this, how can we provide the best um, conversational solutions to each and every one of you, what kind of topics, we'll be reaching out to you as well to find out what kind of topics or content would you like, so that's what we'll be doing in the next seven weeks, so we're going to be pretty busy, Lois, it's not like a holiday. (laughs) (laughs) All right, so to our listeners, enjoy i hope you've enjoyed this series i hope you've taken notes i hope you appreciate the free awesome nuggets that you've got eh? and coach daniel thank you so much for being part of the series uh we hope to get more amazing people like yourself coming in the next episodes of the next series and as we sign out we like to say please like please share and then leave Share and thrive. Bye.